Hi and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane, and with me is Justin Davis. Justin, what's going on, man? How you doing? Nothing much. It's good to be back. How you yeah. doing? I'm good. We're recording this. It's uh, Labor Day weekend. It's episode 15. We took off last month. Uh, call, it, call it a summer break, if you will, one-month break. Uh, to kind of recharge and everything, so it was it was it was kind of nice. But I I am missing that gap in having you know our, my monthly conversation with you, and it's much better now that it's not just a straight up monologue and I'm not talking to myself. So I like talking VR, and I I've not been doing a lot of VR in the last month, so this is this is a a, a welcome opportunity. Yeah, there hasn't been that much to talk about, but yeah, that break gave us you know more more stuff that we can cover. Yeah, and I think I think you have more to to talk about in terms of games because you've played more than I have. So I'm I'm interested to hear what you've got to say. Um, as always, we're going to go over the news and we've got some uh, reviews. We'll see how many we get to. We're definitely going to cover the game Survive and the game uh, Vertical Remastered. Maybe some more. We'll, we'll see based on time. But um, starting off as usual with the news, I I just want to kind of provide an update of what I've been up to in the last month. So again, this is going to be a, a bit of a monologue that will, will turn into a discussion, if you will. Um, and that discussion is going to be sort of on, on the current state of VR gaming. Uh, coming up on just doing this podcast a little over a year. So I think it's a nice time to kind of reflect on on where VR is at. I've been in VR for almost uh, almost three years. Now, how long have you been into VR, Justin? 2014. I got a DK2. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's right. You were, you didn't waste any time. Yeah. So in the, uh, in the last month, as I mentioned, I, ha- I haven't been doing a, a ton of, uh, VR gaming. Uh, and I, I do like taking breaks from all my hobbies, um, once in a while. So I think, uh, VR was kind of on deck to take a break cause I've been going strong for, uh, the, those two and a half years. And one of the kind of surprises in terms of the way I spend my time gaming was I, I got into uh, PC gaming, non-VR gaming. And my PC rig that I bought almost two years ago was just for VR. And the room where I do VR in, uh, there's no desk in there. Uh, and it's just it's not a huge room. And I had no desire to do any PC gaming because my gaming was on console when I did do that. Um, so... It just wasn't set up to, to game on uh, on PC, and what ended up happening and kind of took me by surprise is I somehow got enthralled with this game called Hunt Showdown. Uh, it's a uh, it's on console, it's on PC. It's uh, it's a great game. It's a first person shooter. I highly recommend it if uh, anybody out there is playing console and also uh, pancake gamings, flat screen gamings, if you will. But um, you, I I just uh, I I don't know. I was gonna get it for Xbox. And I was kind of intrigued with it, how it plays on PC, and I, I didn't want to wait for it to come in, so I, I downloaded it on my uh, my laptop and, and tried it on there a little bit, and also even on my awkward setup of like sitting on the floor and gaming on this non-gaming monitor. And after playing that game on Xbox at like 30 frames a second, I'm like, this is garbage. So I just kind of went on this tear where I bought a stand-up desk for my VR room, 
and I lost maybe about six inches on my VR space, which is okay. It's still highly functioning. So I'm, I'm glad. And I went out and bought like a gaming monitor and I've just been spending a lot of time falling back in love with PC gaming, which I, I kind of gave up in, I think like 2004, 2005, whenever uh, the Xbox 360 came out. And I, I just haven't PC gamed for a long time, even though I grew up with, uh, with that things like doom and wing commander and all that, all that good stuff. But, um, it was, it was just like rediscovering a love. And, uh, I, I think namely it's that game, uh, which checks all the, all the, all the boxes for me. So, uh, that has, that's been winning over VR for me. And I, I, after logging in like a hundred hours on that game in like the past month, I'm like, man, this, this is this flat screen gaming, which I kind of thought I, I left for a long time. And I still play console games here and there, but it was really light. Uh, this flat screen gaming is beating out VR. Like, what is going on here? Do I do I not like VR anymore? I, I know that's not the case. Um, but then I, I I kind of I kind of realized that it, it's not that VR doesn't have an edge. It's not that VR is better or uh, VR to me is so superior to flat screen gaming. It's that I can't play that game in VR, and I can't play a game even remotely like Hunt Showdown in VR. So. You know, I, I, I quickly thought about that and I said, you know, if, if this game was in VR, there's no way I would be playing this game on flat screen. N- not even a competition. This game would be my favorite game ever in VR. It would be an amazing experience. There's no way flat screen gaming would win. So that's that's what took me away from that. And um, it kind of had me reflecting on what the current state of, of VR gaming is. So uh, I just want to pause there before I kind of go down that road even further and, and just ask you if you if you find yourself, do you spend any of your time with any, any flat screen gaming or console gaming or are you strictly playing VR these days? Well, because I'm MAME fan, my channel, I'm always playing arcade games, old 80s and 90s arcade games. And uh, I constantly have people requesting them. So like I, I, I have this pressure to play them. Even though I love them, but people request specific games, so I play them. So on my channel, there's always Pancake Gaming. Yeah. Um, so, But a lot of that is nostalgia for me, for my childhood. Like, I spent a lot of time in arcades. Uh, like, like you know, at least once a week I was in arcades. Um, and so I love arcade games. I'm not big into console gaming, really. Uh, recently, I did play a flat game called Rogue Legacy 2. I don't know if you ever played the original Rogue Legacy. No, doesn't ring That's, a bell. It's a platformer game, um, and it's a, like a rogue light type of game. Um, that's the only modern flat game I've played in a while. Um, mostly just those old games. So is that Hunt Showdown, is that like a Battle Royale type of game? Sort of. Like To call it a Battle Royale is not inaccurate, but it's also not accurate. It's mm-hmm. What I like about this game is it's very unique. So I'll describe it for a couple minutes. I don't want to go down this road too much, but... Okay. Maybe I have piqued some people's interest. Um, I, I mean, look, it's it's beating out VR for me right now, so it's got to have something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place in like the late 1800s. Uh, it's a first-person shooter, and it's it's a bit of a horror game. It's a bit of a like co-op with like um, players versus like AI, but also PvP. And you could play the game as a solo hunter, a duo, or a trio. I think most people play as a trio. And the smart way to do this if you get into this game is to go onto their Discord and, and partner up with somebody so you can have that voice communication. Um, but essentially, you pick your your, your loadout. You, you buy your guns in the store uh, before you go into the game, into this world. 
you buy your equipment that you might bring like dynamite or health shots and medicine or knives, all that stuff, melee weapons. And then you're, you're on this map and, um, it's a 12 player map. So if you're in a group of three, there's, you know, there, there's four groups, there's four other groups of hunters. And what you're trying to do is that there's, there's these bounties on the game. And these bounties are these monsters that you've got to kill. One's like a, a giant spider. One's like this, this butcher character. And one's like this, uh, assassin that kind of disappears and tries to stab you. I don't know. It's, uh, so you're in this like Louisiana Bayou, uh, you're in this map and you're going around these locations on the map. Uh, looking for clues you, you find a clue at a location and it kind of narrows down on the map where the the boss could be the bounty sometimes there's one bounty or sometimes there's two um, all along the way you got to be really cautious of getting jumped by other hunters because this game is like a hardcore game like you can get one headshot and you're down and you can get revived by your teammates but you're just dropped right like you're not running around call of duty style you know a couple bullet shots elsewhere will, will drop you um, and what's amazing about this game, I mean, first of all, as you're, as you're working through there, there's, uh, the computer AI. So there's, there's these zombies, uh, that will try to stop you and, uh, on your way to try to find the bounty. Uh, but what's amazing about this game is like the sound design is so damn good that you are paying attention to every sound. Like if you hear a branch break that somebody stepped on by accident, you know that an enemy's nearby, right? Or rustling of the leaves or like, uh, somebody stepping on broken glass, right? or somebody running too quickly. It's all about using your sound, uh, um, using using your hearing to locate the enemy. Uh, it's just a very intense game. Um, rounds have a timer of an hour and maybe last on average maybe 20 minutes. Um, it's very tough because you have a character and your character can, uh, uh, if you get the bounty and survive and extract as they call it, uh, you get more money, uh, you get experience, and you can unlock some perks. And you can level up your hunter. But if your hunter dies during a hunt, then you lose that hunter forever. And you start at like a level one hunter. Damn. So it's it's got that like style to the game where you don't just run around, shoot, and respawn. And, and it's no like dying has consequences. Right. So I it just builds to this this real intensity to the game. Suspense. Uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's made by uh it's made by Crytek, who made you know ah. famous for Crisis. So like, yeah. yeah, it's what's remarkable is I don't think this game had a lot of good marketing to it. It it came out officially last last year, and so in August of 2019, it was an early access for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody recent there's a lot of I think there's like a lot of talk about this, and there was actually a video on YouTube that somebody made like it's the best game you've never heard of. You know, people who play this game, um, I think love it because it's something different. It's also hard, I think, for people to maybe get into because it's just this, it can be brutal, it can be unforgiving, it mm-hmm. doesn't hold your hand, right? Um, so you've got to be the kind of person that likes a challenge and likes a, like a high skill ceiling and doesn't mind dying over and over again because then you see the progress and you start getting better and it's very rewarding. So yeah, dude, it, it checked all the boxes and I know that this would be my ideal game if it came out in VR, it's almost, you know, it's got some remnants of like a left for dead game where again, mm-hmm. you know, left for dead, there's the, uh, enemy AI, but there's also other players that are trying to stop you. And those players are playing monsters in that game, but it's, it's, it, it borrows from that concept a little bit. It's just something that's so unique and, and so interesting. And again, it checks boxes for me that, that keeps me really engaged. Mm-hmm. And, um, I can't get that experience in VR. That's, that's the thing. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. 
And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I, my, my thoughts on like the current state of VR gaming. It's like, there's a lot of games that every week, if you look on Steam, that come out for VR, but these games are like barely over a tech demo, you know, or they're made yeah. by... Uh, one developer, you know, a couple of guys, right? Like, or, or gals, mm-hmm. right? It's not a, it's not a huge team. So it, it's just not complex games. There's not much to it. There's not much meat to it. They're not polished. They're not terribly refined. And it, they're not things that can really hold interest for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. again, I put in over a hundred hours in hunt in a month, you know, not sometimes it's just by sitting in a menu in steam, but needless to say, I played that game a lot. And there's just not many things in VR where you're likely to just be that addicted and invest time. You know, Beat Saber, people have put a ton of hours in Pavlov, um, Skyrim, right? Like, but th- there's not a lot of those things. And I think that's my biggest issue with VR right now. It's a lot of um, a lot of basic games that when I first got into it, you're just sort of blown away being in VR. But after a while, you start kind of demanding more in terms of what you expect from a VR game. Um, and that's where console and you know PC flat screen gaming can dominate because they have these huge teams that work on these games for years and continually update it and super polished. They know how to keep players engaged through like leveling up and you know adding skins and download. Like there's just nothing like that in VR right now, save for, you know, Pavlov is a game that, that continues to grow because of the gaming community. And that is my most played game in VR. Go figure. Right. Um, but Pavlov is like the only thing like that. Um, really. Yeah. My only game that's in any way similar to that is standout battle Royale. I have over a hundred hours in that, but I haven't played that in a long time. And yeah, that, this game hunt showdown is way more complex than standout. Yeah. Uh, and and when I think about the state of VR, I, in my opinion, VR doesn't need right now better hardware. Like what we have in terms of like the Index mm-hmm. or the Rift S, that's great. I mean that yeah. that I don't. That's not holding it back right now. And maybe the first gen stuff you can complain about it and mm-hmm. you know want it to be better. It's it's really the games. It's yeah. it's really that and. You know, in my show notes here, I have something I have dubbed the Alex effect. You know, Alex was both really good and bad for me for VR. Um, Alex was, to me, the best gaming experience I've ever had in my life. Like, nothing compares mm-hmm. to that 15 hours I spent with Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, it, sh- it, it shows that you can make amazing games in VR that are very well optimized, that look amazing, sound amazing, can provide just this incredible unique experience like you know I, I think in the first few years of vr it's like well you know it's it's hard to create a game with really good graphics and it's not going to run great because of you know you're trying to render to two screens on a vr headset and all that but what alex showed is like no man you can have a great looking game you don't need the the best card in the world and a great looking experience um it kind of exposed that myth a little bit. It kind of shows like that again, it's not the hardware. It's just that we don't have enough games like half-life Alex. And after playing half-life Alex, it's hard to go back to anything else. Anything else just seems old and just dated. Like I, I think the rest of the games need to catch up to Alex and we need more games like that. I mean, that that goes without saying, but um, it, it's just tough. It's just, it's just tough to have that bar. Like I, uh, I've got games that I bought when we were on their sale, but I look at them. I'm like, dude, I can't go back and play this anymore. It's just, <laughs> this would have been impressive two years ago to me, but I, I, I just need more. 
Yeah. And I know we're not getting it. Yeah, I agree completely. And people also have been, before Alex came out, people were calling it the Asgard effect. And it was the same thing. But Alex, you know, for most people, probably blew away, or at least not blew away, but exceeded Asgard, Asgard's wrath. Um, but yeah, once you've played those games, once you've beaten those, yeah, it's really hard to go back to these these little indie games. Like, you know, we were talking about it last time, the Morrigan. It would yeah. be hard to go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried. Like, I, you know, I played the Morrigan, I think, after uh, Half-Life Alex, and I just, I haven't beaten it. I don't think I'll go in there again. And, and I can say mm-hmm. good things about that game, but it's just, yeah. can't do it, man. It can't compete because you know that, you know that VR exists at a level of technology where we can have amazing games. And it's just that we're not getting these amazing games. And I think that it was really smart of Valve to create Half-Life Alex. The way they handled it was perfect. Like this this great single-player story-driven game that they can really control. I think now, like it or not, I mean, Valve has to continue to be the one that carries the torch for VR. They just They have to do that. They have to keep on making some great games to sell more headsets, which they did. You know, uh, Half-Life Alex was the catalyst for so many people getting into VR. It, it just was a, a great turning point. But they can't, they can't stop. And I think the next move for Valve is that you need to create a game like Left 4 Dead 3, a game where, you know, with Half-Life Alex, most people probably have spent like 15 hours playing it. You know, some people get more out of that, but it has a, it has a limit to it. Whereas a really good multiplayer game that's addicting, like left like what a Left 4 Dead can be, three can be or whatever, a game where people are going to spend hundreds and hundreds of hours or even thousands of hours and still want to play that, um, that's what's needed. That's you got to have a game that's going to keep people with the headset on for a long time. Pavlov's doing that to to a great extent, but that's just that's just one game, right? You you just need more. Yeah, and Valve confirmed that uh, Left 4 Dead 3 for VR that like that they're not working on that, but hopefully yeah. they're working on something that you know that's similar. I know, dude. That's a that was a real that was a real blow and a real bummer to hear that. Yeah. Um, but like you said, hopefully they have something up their sleeve. Mm-hmm. I mean, they from everything that I I've heard on like the Valve News Network is that they were a little surprised with the reception of Half Life Alex. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's got them rethinking that they need to double down their efforts and put out some more games, mm-hmm. but. Man, that's what we that's what that's what's needed right now. Um, mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Alex, one thing really fast: a friend of mine who's also named Alex uh, has put over twenty extra hours into Half Life Alex and played um, lots of these these single player levels that people have created that have come out, like good ones. And he mm-hmm. he, he made a list that I'll send you of all the best stuff if you wanna if you wanna try them. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, that that sounds good. I wouldn't mind stepping back into that world because it's just mm-hmm. so damn good. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, sometimes when I check the Steam store, it's just so much games are coming up, but so much junk, right, that I'm not interested in. Yeah. So it kind of glazes yeah. over. It makes me think of if I've got my video game history right, and someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of like what happened with Atari, where they were just churning out kind of garbage after a while. Like Atari yeah. was hot, but then you can only buy so much garbage or look at so much garbage and lose interest. Um, but mm-hmm. then when, you know, Nintendo came along and they just put out some great games and that, that was a, that was a bright moment. So hopefully we're just at that point where, you know, you have the excitement of VR, you had some good games and we're getting trash, but hopefully there's a turning point where some of these other, there's other games in the making that are going to come along and, 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 uh, keep this going and give a boost to it, which I think it's yeah. gotta be a, it's gotta be a multiplayer game. I mean, some of the, you look at the biggest games in, in PC, it's like Valorant and 
Overwatch and you know the Call of Duties. It's it's multiplayer for sure. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the base of players was really low, you know, in the in the early years of VR. But it, it's getting better. It's getting better every day. There's more and more players that are are hungry for, um, like a triple A multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. All right, man. That's my uh, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's my rant and my, and my thoughts. I've I've been thinking about this uh, for the whole last month, man, because I I absolutely love VR and uh. I need a compelling case to get back in there, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump around to the show notes because let's let's talk a little bit about Medal of Honor. You uh, you showed a, n- a new video that came out, so it's still on target for coming out this year. Maybe I think holiday 2020. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? I was really impressed with that that latest trailer they released. Like the the previous one I saw, like looked kind of disappointing, and like like the gameplay was like pretty basic and vanilla but this new trailer makes it look like it's really way more involved it looked like there's some really interesting story elements going on um but that's about all i remember from the trailer but i mean yeah well there are a lot of different environments uh could you fly planes in the trailer i can't remember uh i know that you're like a a tail gunner right okay okay yeah yeah i wasn't expecting all of that so that was that was cool I, I agree with you. I got I'm more excited for that game, and mm. I thought the trailer did a much better job than the initial one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so that's cool. I am worried uh, how it's going to perform with Revive, you know, because uh, it is yeah. an Oculus only game. So yeah. I hope, man, there's no there's no issues with it because that would suck. That's why I have a Rift S. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not I'm not prepared to go that far, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Um, yeah, that, that's cool. So that's like a bright spot that I'm looking for. I'm, I'm trying to turn this around right now. And then, uh, Star Wars squadrons had released some gameplay mm-hmm. and, uh, again, that game looks good to me. It looks very, very similar to, uh, Eve Valkyrie, which was the first VR game that I purchased. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like that's a multiplayer game where I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get a hundred plus hours into it, but I, I feel like it's going to be more than 10 or just 20. So uh, I'm, I'm optimistic about that. It's going to have the player base because it's cross play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's a key component, right. To kind of keeping these games going because there, there's, there's been some, you know, games in VR multiplayer games, like space junkies that kind of suffered from like space junkies was a good game, but it kind of suffered for just not a, a large player base. And, uh, that won't be an issue in star Wars squadron. And even Eve Valkyrie, I think had the same thing. It was just, uh, it was a little ahead of its time. It was a polished, great game, mm-hmm. but it was still early in the iteration of VR. So yeah, and a friend of mine that had a PSVR, he got E-Valkyrie, and then he said he just couldn't take it. He just could not. He was getting motion sick, and he couldn't. So I don't know how hmm. many people felt like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, man. I mean, I, you can you can kind of imagine how somebody can get motion sick in that, especially if they don't have their VR legs. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't an issue for me, thankfully. Yeah, it was one of that. his first VR games, so maybe that's why. All right. Um, let's go to, let's talk about some news. Um, I, I think the big news, at least for me last week was we had, uh, new NVIDIA cards were announced. Yeah. What, what, what do you, what do you think about that? So I think it was a, what, a 3070, 3080 and 3090. Yeah, that's and, correct. Uh, the 3080 is $700. The 3090 is what, like $1,500? Yeah. Something ridiculous. So. And then I don't know what the 3070 is. I think so it's like 500, like $599. Yeah. So the the 3080 might it might be like I don't know I I thought I saw something like ranging from 60 to 90 percent faster than a 2080, and um, 
I don't know. I don't think I've seen real benchmarks. I don't think and there's been any 3090 benchmarks. I'm going to I'll end up getting either a 3080 or a 3090 if I lose my mind. <laughs> it depends on how much faster that is than a 3080. We don't know yet. Yeah. Um, but then I might wait for the TIs cuz maybe in 6 months there'll be TI versions. Yeah. So, um I have a 1080 TI. That's in my main VR PC. So I, I think I'm ready to to upgrade that. Just not sure which card. I will wait for a third party. I'll get like probably EVGA. That's who I usually get my cards from. Yeah, that's, I got an EVGA now, and I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm I was excited about this. Well, I I wasn't just like waiting by the computer for the announcement because I've got a 2080. Mm-hmm. Um, my computer's coming up on two years since I, I've got it, and you know the 2080's been been great. Um, and I was thinking all along i probably won't upgrade this card cycle but you know in two years from now but then they come out with something you know the 3080 is only 700 dollars, <laughs> which is i think yeah. cheaper than what the 2080 is right now yep. you buy it new and <laughs> and they're and, and, and nvidia is saying it's twice as fast as the 2080 now realistically like you said i think it's more accurate the 60 and 90 we'll have to wait and see mm-hmm. but they've just made such a compelling case for i'm like well well shit like i i how can I almost not upgrade? Like I, I, I don't know. It's I, I wasn't spending planning on spending that money, but I'm thinking, yeah, I can I could go for twice the performance of a 2080 for that price point, and then, you know, sell the 2080 for, and get at least get a few hundred dollars for it, rather than even waiting any longer and get nothing for it. So, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a weird position to to be in. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking the same thing. I'll I'll wait to see uh you know reviews. I'm thinking the EVGA. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think one benefit is uh, with these new cards is you can finally take advantage of um, really pushing the refresh rate on the index. Mm-hmm. So that's another, like if I need another justification for it, like I can comfortably play 144 without dropping frames on even more games now yeah. and upping the super sampling. So with, with VR, there's like always like a, a benefit to newer cards, whereas there's flat PC games where you already depending on what game you already play, you're already hitting like maybe, you know, 200 frames a second. Like you don't need any more or maybe you don't mm-hmm. have a 4k monitor. So. Yeah. I, I don't have a 4k monitor. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd care if I was a flat gamer. Um, yeah. So the RTX cards have DL like DLSS deep learning, super sampling. I, I have a, you know, an, a non RTX, I have a GTX. I don't know if you've used that DLSS in your RTX. I tried it, but I mm-hmm. don't, I started early on. Maybe they've made it better. I just, mm-hmm. I, I was worried it was taking a performance hit, and mm-hmm. um, I wasn't seeing a huge benefit. Okay. But maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't give it enough. I I don't know. All right. I don't know. I'd be I'd be curious if you did get it and tried it, and I, I think you're maybe better at analyzing that than I would be. Even though I usually have the VR FPS whatever thing, mm-hmm. and I'm constantly looking at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right, yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe next month I'll have a a new card when we're doing this. We'll we'll see. Although they're probably going to be sold out really quickly, and yeah, they will be for sure. Yeah, I think I think unanimously people are just like, this is impressive with uh, their pricing. Yeah, like anybody that has like a ten series card, everybody I've heard they're like, yeah, I'm definitely getting it. But then some people with twenty series have said that they're going to wait. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm just thinking like the resale value. I don't know if I'm right on this, but like 
thinking now's the time to sell that and the longer i wait it's just going to go down more and plummet so i don't know can't wait what, what would you do in the meantime what do you mean you wouldn't have a card if you sold it. Oh, after I get it, I would buy it first and oh. then sell it. Right, like to, to oh, help okay. with the cost, right? So it's not, yeah. I'm not just straight up $700 if I can take a few hundred off of it that makes it more appealing. Yeah. Plus, I was thinking of like maybe last year, if you asked me at this time or six months ago, I might have told you, oh, yeah, I'll get the uh, Xbox, um, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. uh, the new one that's coming out. But yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm I have no that. clue what that thing's called at this point. Dude, I'm blanking on it. Series X, X. X, I don't know. Yeah, that's how that's how I'm just done. Like in the last <laughs> month, I'm like, yeah, I'm not a console gamer anymore. That's I've wasted my life on console gaming. <laughs> um, all right. So what I, the other the other news, I I probably won't dive too deep into this. I'm just curious um, if you've given any thought to uh, Oculus's policy of what is it they they're requiring. Um, after a certain date for people to have to be Facebook users to have, or have yeah. a Facebook account to use Oculus games. Is that, mm-hmm. is that correct? Yeah, I don't personally care because I have a Facebook account. And I've always used an Oculus account, not my Facebook account, to log yeah. in. But I don't really care. Um, as long as it gives me an option not to just show on my Facebook page all the shit I'm doing on VR. Yeah. Um, that's that, I don't really care much. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm not a huge Facebook fan. And, and I wish that... I wish that uh, I wish Facebook just treated Oculus separate from Facebook, you know, in the way mm-hmm. that Microsoft treats Xbox as its own thing, right? Like mm-hmm. for reasonably enough. Um, but I look at Facebook's model and it's about ads and compiling data. I can't help but have this kind of uh, cynical attitude to what they're trying to do. So I'm glad that I, I'm not really a, uh, oculus user I'm, I'm really glad that valve has their own headset so i can just stay on that and stay on the steam platform and then when i do want to play a game on uh oculus there's revive but yeah i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not up in arms like people as much but i'm i'm happy to be on the uh side of uh steam and, and index and all that i just want my gaming to be gaming and have nothing to do with social media or uh farming my kind of personal data and what i'm doing or what games yeah. I'm playing. Or if you use Revive, stuff. I wonder if the same thing applies to you, if you have to use a Facebook account or how that works. Jesus, good question. No. I don't know. I, th- I think I have my Facebook because I, I, I have a Go and I had a Quest mm-hmm. for a week, so I'm linked. You know, I just sort of like, wh- you know, what am I going to do, right? But mm-hmm. not, not never great news. Okay, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about Eye of the Temple. Okay. And uh, stride, and we'll start with Eye of the Temple because you you mm-hmm. were uh, kind enough to turn me on to this. So why don't mm-hmm. you kind of tee it up and just just talk about it a little bit? Okay, so Eye of the Temple First Steps is a demo to a game that will be released, I think, later this year, hopefully. Um, so it's a room 100% room scale game. You need a two by two meter play space at least to be able to play this. So you you don't you know you 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 have a uh, you just cut it out for a second. Yep. Good. All right. You have a um, a whip and a torch. You have a torch in your left hand and a whip in your right hand. And so you walk around these booby traps and, uh, you know, you have to, like, there will be, like, rolling uh, blocks that you have to, like, walk along. And you have to actually, like, as it's rolling forward, you have to walk backwards so that you won't fall off into the water and you have a whip, and you have to whip things to activate levers, to raise doors as you go. And the, the whole time you're walking physically around your room, 
Um, there's no artificial locomotion. There's no teleporting. There's nothing at all other than, you know, other than just your physical movement. And we've talked before in a previous episode how much we think room scale is awesome and that there aren't enough games that do that. Um, so, yeah, you played it, right? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that it has you doing is like you'll, you'll, you'll step forward and it's like this um, thing that is rotating and spinning. So you mm-hmm. have to like, t- <laughs> like tippy-toe backwards right so you don't fall off of it yeah um it's just it's it's a really clever game the graphics Mm -hmm. are really good in it too i thought it's some it's something different Mm -hmm. and it's just such a it's a it's a unique experience um and it's funny it it warns you kind of like to be careful in the game like you could fall over yeah um you kind of you know get really immersed into it and it it warns you to take breaks And, and i found that was true like there were points where um I, I can almost see myself falling over if I yeah. wasn't careful. Like I wouldn't put somebody new to VR into this at all. Um, that just yeah. seems super dangerous. <laughs> yeah, because they're gonna, you know, like they're gonna make jumps and stuff. And oh god, know. yeah, there's gonna yeah. be some good videos of people playing it, like jumping into their wall. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you got to be careful with this game. Yeah, um, and there's places where walls will come down, and you know, like or spike beds of spikes and shit will come at you and. People might, yeah, people would freak out, I think. Yeah, I didn't even get that far. Um, oh, okay. It gets, it, gets, it gets pretty crazy once you get further in. And this is just a demo. It's free, but it's, it's, there's, a, there's a good amount of content in it. Agreed. Yeah, this is, this is, a, this is well done. Um, I had to bow out probably after 20 minutes because I don't, I don't love heights. Mm-hmm. Like I can do it, but I, I, I physically, my body will, my hands will start sweating a little bit and I can feel, and I, I like that. I like the fact mm-hmm. that VR is giving me this feeling. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, after I got to one point where you're standing on a platform and it raises you up. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit, dude. Like this is, I was like, I, all right. Like I can do this. I just needed mm-hmm. like, they're right. Like after 20 minutes, I need to just chill out and come back to another time. But I, I walked away being like, that's legit. I love experiences like that. I love what VR can do is just give me this whole body kind of sensation. And I think I'm there. I think yeah. I'm there. You got to be careful, man, because you could get tripped up in your cord or tangle in your mm-hmm. cord. This mm-hmm. game would be much better, right? Well, um, playing it cordless. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, uh, I use that, that rotation thing, like um, like a turn marker signal? on my, yeah, I use turn signal. So mm-hmm. in some ways I think it, I don't know if it's cheating. It always, it, it took away some of the illusion of being in this, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, environment but it was yeah. also a nice safety feature i think from me falling over yeah i use turn t- uh, turn signal sometimes um i didn't use it for this one um so I, I was okay i play um like with either barefoot or with socks on so that i can always feel the cord if it's under my foot just so it doesn't get yanked yeah like because okay. if you have shoes on the rubber is gonna really catch the cord yeah and i'm always i'm always aware of it um, I don't know if that kind of keeps me less immersed all the time, but I'm always thinking about, all right, I need to spin more in this direction to unwind the cord. Yeah. I think it's smart. You know, it, it is, it's just kind of how you deal with the cord and yeah, you know, you use the cord. Um, so that's, that's eye of the temple and it's free. There's no reason not to try it. Uh, mm-hmm. if you have the space, uh, two by two is not that much. I think most people mm-hmm. can, can, can pull that off. So, mm-hmm. uh, highly recommend checking it out. Definitely. Uh, at the other game, so I have not played this one. Uh, uh, you've highlighted it for me. But it's called Stride. Yeah. yeah, Stride just came out like a couple days ago. Um, 
so it's it's twenty dollars. Here's the here's the only issue with it. So it's it's basically Mirror's Edge in VR. I played it today, and um, it's pretty cool. You know, you, you the controls are you use the left thumbstick to move, but you know you move slowly. But then if you move your if you swing your arms while you're holding the left thumbstick uh, thumbstick forward, you'll you'll run faster. And there's a way to jump. It's kind of it's kind of tricky. You have to hold the right A button and like then raise your arms up in the air while you're holding it. Then let go of it. And that's how you jump. I kind of feel like they need to come up with something different because it's kind of hard. Because okay, you're you're swinging your arms and then you have to time that at the same time. You know, like because there are lots of gaps between buildings that you're, you're jumping over. Then you can you can run along the walls. Uh, you can grab like some, there's some places where you can grappling hook across some big gaps, and then you have a gun on your your uh, your shoulder, and so there are enemies that you shoot. And you can slide underneath, you know, like so if there's an obstacle in your way, you can uh, if you're running and you duck, you'll automatically slide underneath it. Okay. And um, those are the main mechanics I can remember. Right now, all it is is like an endless mode where you have you have three lives and you make it as far as you can, and and then you die and then it gives you a score and then there's an online leaderboard. There's no story. There's <clears throat> there's not even like a time trial. They have a, on the main menu. There's like a story, and then there's endless, and then there's time tr like time run, and then there's arcade. And the only thing that's accessible is the endless mode. So right now. All you can do is that, and it's twenty dollars. So from what I from what I played, I would say it's it's definitely not worth twenty dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say that strikes me as as pretty steep for a VR game where um, yeah. it's just it's just a shell right now, right? If you will, it's like a yeah. promise of things to come, but yeah, definitely. You know, maybe ten bucks at most would seem fair for some yeah. game that's bare bones. Yeah, they're gonna have to go on sale, I think. Um, is there? Yeah, there are people complaining in the. Uh, and the reviews on Steam that yeah this is this is overpriced for what it is. Yeah, it's it, it's important to price things right, no doubt, because you don't want those negative review, uh, reviews that can stick with you. And then you pop into the page and you see like mixed reviews or something, you just move on. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool. Um, is it is it uh, is it a, you're playing on the index right for this game? Yeah, was, yeah, index. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is it a kind of an intense game because of like you know running and jumping and sliding? Not like I know you're not physically doing that, but just sort of the the motion of it. Yeah, you could get sweaty. You it could be a workout. Yeah, if you got good at it, it was the controls are kind of hard. Like the whole jumping and like landing on the you know on the pillars and stuff as you go. I mean, I I died a lot. I mean, I didn't I didn't play it that much. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you got pretty good at it, yeah, you could get a good workout. Cool. All right, I think yeah. it's I think it's one to keep an eye on, right? It's like maybe don't don't run out and buy it now, but if you like a game Mirror's Edge and and you're familiar with that, it's you know parkour style game. Uh, mm -hmm. It has potential. It sounds like. Definitely has potential. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's move on to the uh, review portion. Unless you got some, is there anything we missed news wise that that you caught in the last month or two, Justin? Nah, I think that's it. Been, it's been quiet, right? Yeah. All right. And, and are there any games that you're looking forward to coming out um, for the rest of 2020, other than maybe the couple that we talked about? Hmm. I can't think of any other than the ones we talked about, no. 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a bummer that there's only two that I can think of, uh, especially because I I feel like this is the time when games come out right, like with uh, um, the weather. You know, people aren't spending time outside, so usually usually the bigger name games are coming out in October, November. Lone Echo Two is that next year now? God, you know, I've not heard anything about it. In, yeah, it's in probably a, next in a year. While. Okay, cool. Probably okay. next year. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we need we need to hear announcements of more games to get excited. Okay. All right. Don't despair. Anybody who's newer to VR, you've got so many games to play and so much VR ahead of you. This is sort of like I, I feel like coming up on three years and spending a lot of time in VR. This is this is the point I'm at, and I've I've heard other people get to this as well, where you start kind of just craving for a little bit more. Um, but anybody who's just jumping into VR are new, there's there's just so many experiences and games to be had that that you're fine for for many many hundreds of hours. All right. Uh, let's move on to the review portion. Uh, you have not played this game. I've played it, so I'm going to help you save your money on it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to kind of go through this pretty quickly. Uh, the game is called Survive, and it's uh, uh, it's on Steam. And the way they spell it is instead of an I, there's a 1. Instead of a, an E, there's a 3. Uh, it's made by Candy Makers. It came out on January 29th, 2018. And it's for twenty four ninety nine, and it's it's still in early access. So I actually remember when this game came out, um, because I had just gotten VR like a month before, and I was hungry for games. And this one caught my eye. It's a, it's a zombie game, but what interests me is that it's a multiplayer zombie game. And well, there's a lot of multiplayer zombie games, right? Zombie games is a big genre, but um, you know, again, going back to Left 4 Dead and stuff, my my desire to play kind of these these co op games and fight zombies with friends is is high on my interest list so i've kind of casually paid attention to the development of this game the um i i can say that the developers seem to constantly be adding to it um making improvements there's there's regular updates to it so so good on them um you did a good job justin in the show notes and putting like the um reception of the steam game so maybe maybe i'll look that up uh, while you're talking later and find out. But if I remember correctly, it's like very positive, I think. So um, I, I think finally I broke down and got this game because I was looking for an, another game other than Pavlov to play with our gaming group, right? And as I've talked about before, when I talked about the Force VR, that's one of my favorite, if not favorite co-op games in VR, co-op experience in VR. That, that was an amazing experience. And I just wanted... I knew I wasn't going to get the Force VR, but I just wanted that good feeling of just playing with a group of friends, working together to uh, uh, hit a goal. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a zombie game. There's um, there's a tutorial in it. I think that they, they it's, it's fleshed out where there's kind of campaigns and there's a tutorial. And essentially you have, uh, I've only played the first campaign. I've got about three to four hours into it. Essentially you have um, this, this, this open map and you're going to get these uh, mission orders to go like from point A to B, like go to the gas station and get the gas tanks and bring it back to this location. And um, you're in like a safe house and you can select your gun loadout. And the guns are okay. They're, they're not, you know, Pavlov quality or something like that. But, but you know, it, you're reloading, you're getting rid of the clip, you're reloading the clip. Like it's what you, you should expect with um, VR these days with the weapons. I don't think they handle great because I was able to basically one hand assault rifles, right? With like no recoil. So there's not a good feeling with them in that, in those terms, but whatever, that's not, doesn't destroy the game. It's just, 
that's kind of it. You know, like you, you go, you shoot some zombies and you get to point A to B and you come back and you, you kind of do it again. And there's no moments in this game. There's no like in, intensity. There's, I, I'm sort of like, why am I doing this anymore? I mean, there's a, a, not much of a story really, if anything. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I was playing a, a four player game which I guess they consider the four-player game in beta. Maybe it would have been more intense or interesting if it was just two players. Um, I'm not saying it, it certainly wasn't easy, but it, I just casually went through it. And I would think that if I'm in a zombie apocalypse with my friends, it'd be a little more intense or interesting, and it just wasn't. The melee is uh, you know, pretty unsatisfying. You know, Again, I, I don't necessarily expect a level of, of Walking Dead, Right, because melee was just fantastic on that, mm-hmm. but it just falls so far short of it that again, we, you talk about comparing how how some games ruin other games. Maybe when I first got into VR back in you know 2017, December 2017 or whatever, this game would have been more impressive and I would have loved it. But nowadays, in comparing it to other games, it, it just falls short and and it doesn't do anything for me. You know, the graphics are fine, the sounds, oh okay. There's some weird like sounds when characters pick things up i i don't know if it's supposed to be funny um it's not a lot of character models so when in the game that i was playing with my friends all three of us looked the same because we had just chosen our character model before before going in the game um there's some jank to it uh, i had a friend get stuck on like a zombie or something i had to leave the game and reboot sometimes the controls are tricky in terms of what you're trying to do it doesn't translate to what's happening in the game or you hit the wrong thing um i think like when you're in the game, I could be wrong. I maybe just couldn't figure this out, but like you can't go into like a menu, like menu and change graphics or something in the game. You have to quit out of it, like go back to the main menu. There's just things like that where after, you know, playing for maybe uh, three, maybe four hours max in a couple of plays, such as my friends, none, none of them have asked to play this game again. And I, I haven't asked them to play this game again. So I, I sort of have the regret of buying it. And also at 2499, I can't, I, I just can't recommend it. It looks like there's, there's a lot of hours there. Like we only, I think there maybe is like three chapters or three campaigns right now. We've only played the first one. What I've read in the reviews is actually the second campaign, the sewers or whatever is, is overly long and, and tedious. So if I was experiencing that in the first campaign, I, I definitely wasn't excited to get there. So I'm probably done playing this game. Um, just kind of disappointing, unfortunately. Uh, again, it's cool that the developers the developers are working on it. It's early access, so it can certainly get better. But I, I think in this moment of time, that's it's, it's too much what they're asking for it. And unless you're really maybe newer to VR and you and you haven't played some some better games, you know, quote unquote, like uh, Walking Dead or Half Life, Alex, and you might be impressed with this, or you're just really really hungry for um, a co op zombie game to play with friends. Uh, I would I would give this game a pass and and as a rating I would put this at um, I'll just go over kind of our system it's a good refresher so zero to two is don't wish this game on your worst enemy three to five is we all make mistakes uh, six to eight is a solid game and nine to ten is a buy it um, you know this game is like a five or maybe a five and a half like I I kind of think it's a mistake on my end I wish I didn't get it so I guess I would have to put it as a five um, you know I. I'm surprised it got very positive, but maybe it's scratching an itch that some people just are really looking for. And again, 
maybe if my standards were a little bit different, this would, would, would scratch that itch. I'd be happier, but it's just kind of like, meh. I, I think I just wanted to be something much better and it wasn't. You were hoping it was a left for dead in VR. Well, it's not fair for me to, to set that bar for any game, right? Or, um, or similar. Somewhat. If it was half the game mm-hmm. that Left 4 Dead is, then I'd be really happy. I'd mm-hmm. still feel better. It's maybe a quarter of the game at best. On its mm-hmm. best, it's a quarter of what Left 4 Dead is maybe. It has an 84 on Steam, which is still considered very positive. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said, I've been keeping an eye on this game for the last, like, two years, and I finally broke down. And I, I think I always was worried I would have this experience and I would feel about the game the way I feel about it. I kind of sensed it, but I was seeing positive reviews uh, this whole time and updates that I was like, okay, maybe this game is where it needs to be and it's good, but I don't know, man. I watched a video of Sweeviver. He, he was he used to do VR videos back in 2016, yeah. 2017. Yeah, I watched him play it back when this game came, came out and for, for whatever reason, I, I didn't I didn't like the look of it. And then I forgot it existed until you said you bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it, it could have been something, but it's just it's just not. It's just not. And again, I don't know how big this development team is. These are indie people, so I don't want to knock on things. It's just it is what it is. And I think the goalposts keep on moving in terms of my rating scale of games. One or two years ago, I might have felt differently, but it's just things have to things that just have to be better and these these indie titles unless it's something that is just this really kind of simple concept that's really addictive and works just it's, it, it, it can't hold up after you play a game like the walking dead saints and sinners it's really hard to play survive even though survive has the multiplayer co-op element that we probably would love walking dead saints and sinners to have right um it's just it just pales in comparison it's it's more as our our, our 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 friend Adam that we play games with said, it's it's more Arizona Sunshine, right, than it is Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Mm-hmm. And Arizona Sunshine was fine for when it came out, but it's just, you know, it's an it's an older game, and we've we've gotten better, we moved on, and we expect more. When you said the part about having to go back to like the main menu to change settings, that's the game I thought of Arizona Arizona Sunshine. Okay. Yeah, because you can't change any of that stuff while you're in the game. You have to like totally exit out. Yeah. And listen, maybe I'm missing something, but I spent time looking at it. And so at, at its worst, it's not obvious, and that's a bad design. Um, but I suspect that, yeah, you, you definitely do have to leave the game to, to make some um, game setting changes. Okay. All right, man, it's, it's all you. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up with uh, your review of Vertical Remastered, a game I have not played. So, so take okay. it away. So Vertigo originally came out in late 2016. It was, uh, I think, pretty much only for Vive. And um, then there was a remaster that just came out in July 21st, 2020. So it came out by Zalubo Productions. The main developer is a guy named Zach Zialakis Brown. When he made Vertigo, he was just a teenager. He, I don't know, he might have he was might have been 15, 16 when he was working on this game. So he's some sort of prodigy. His dad came up with the name for the Xbox. His dad is a yeah. His, his dad is a programmer that worked for Microsoft. That's nuts. Um, yeah, I learned that he was on F Reality as their guest, and he was telling he was telling the stories and stuff. Um, so this guy Zach is so good that Valve brought him in after they played Vertigo. They brought him in to work on Half Life Alex. So he worked on that game. 
Very cool. Yeah. Um, so this game is twenty four ninety nine. It has a ninety four on Steam. Um, so in twenty sixteen, I played Vertigo. I liked it so much that I, I think I played it like every day. And it might only take like four hours to beat it. It might maybe some people I think took longer, like maybe six hours. Depends on the person. But anyway, in this full in this remaster, there's he improved the graphics because you know the original you know had pretty simplistic graphics. These are these are better. They're still like compared to Alex, they're still simplistic graphics, but they're they're pretty they're pretty good. Um, there's full physics, so every, you can pick up every object in the game and you know throw it and interact with it. Um, there's free loco and teleport, so you have to use you use both. I th- you probably could only teleport if you wanted to, but I never would. So you, you free loco around, and then there are going to be places where you you have to like teleport to some platform that there's no other way to get to it. Um, then there's there's an upgrade tree. As you progress, you can you'll you'll collect this goop that you'll find, like in hidden places, and it'll allow you to upgrade your abilities. So like to up upgrade like your reload speed, upgrade your, your locomotion speed, um, all sorts of different your weapon power. And there are lots of different weapons in the game. There's, you know, there's um, different blasters, sniper rifle. I mean, there's some crazy, crazy weapon you get later in the game. I'm not going to give that away. Um, you also have a lightsaber type of weapon um, that you can kill enemies with that. The music in this game is is really good. It's um, like some of the best music I've heard in VR. And this guy Zach said he he did all the music himself. Dude. He's like, hey, what's yeah. I don't. He, I mean, he's some sort of genius, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm worried about like if I can install a new video card into uh, uh, my computer. You know, a, I know. A H40, and this guy's doing this. You know. Yeah, he was in high school making this thing. It's crazy. Um, so one thing that's really cool about the game, the, the sense of scale. There are a lot of rooms where you're in it and you're like, holy shit. I mean, you just look around and everything's so big. And like, and, and there's some places where there's giant machinery like swinging. And it's just like, whoosh, like swinging around you. And it's just you feel so tiny next to it. And there are boss battles where the bosses are massive. And like um, that stuff's all really impressive. So uh, and basic. Okay. Everybody, almost everybody's played Half-Life, right? Well, he. Zach said he had never even played Half-Life when he made this game. What? But what everyone when they play this game, they're like this is Half-Life. It's very similar to Half-Life cuz you're you're like in this it's it's like a science lab that you're escaping um and you're fighting aliens along the way. I mean, it's it's so similar to Half-Life, but yeah, he said he didn't, had never even played it. He played it after he had already created Vertigo. Um so I mean, I definitely recommend this game. I got it for free because if you bought Vertigo, you got Vertigo Remastered free. Um, okay. It's $24.99. The controls were great. I don't remember having any issues with the controls. The immersion is great. The last ability, well, it's a single-player game. I don't, I mean, there, there are probably, yeah, there are achievements in this game, so maybe if you want to get achievements. But, like, I mean, I don't know if you'd want to go back into the game and play it again. Um, it is good enough that, I would want to, cause like I didn't make a recording of it. I just played straight through it. Cause like some some games I don't want to record and potentially screw up the performance. This is one of those. Yeah. I wanted to just experience it, and um, so I might play it again. My rating would be I think, 
I think an 8.5. That's cool. Yeah. So I've played um, the Vertical 2 demo when it came out because people were yeah. all hyped about that and hyping it up. And I was just like disappointed. Like it did nothing for me, the game. Agreed. I agree with you. Interesting. The, Vert- the Vertigo 2 demo, I was not impressed at all, especially, and all these people were talking like it was like so amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I was not impressed by it. But Vertigo Remastered, I felt totally different. Weird. All right. Maybe, yeah. shit, dude, maybe, I don't know. Maybe yes. I got to keep an eye on when it goes to sale. Like, I, I just, people weren't shut up about yeah. Vertical 2 demo. And I played it, I was like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't see it. I was, I, had, I walked away feeling negative about the game. And yeah. I, I know the story about this guy being young and doing this. So, like, on that level, mm-hmm. that's impressive. Like, yeah. I'm, imp- I'm totally impressed. This is the kind of thing where it's like, give this guy a team, right, and a budget, <laughs> and I really want to see what he comes up with. Like, Definitely. I'm just sort of over, like, this this, this no-budget, single-developer games. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's got to move on. Like, there, there's a novelty of VR, and, and when you first get into VR, everything's amazing, right? Yeah. Um, and after that wears off, VR is still amazing, but you need to have, you need to have the games to back it up and, and the polish and, 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 uh, the scope. So that's cool though. I'm, 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 mm-hmm. it's really interesting to hear you say that I was, I was expecting you to say, oh yeah, I love the vertical no. two demo. What are you talking about? No. Nick? So no. I yeah. was very, I was like one of the few people negative on it and I didn't know what hell everybody else was smoking. Yeah. Okay. Fair I, enough. I think he must have not had a lot of time to work on that because he was working on this too. Probably didn't just, you know, mm. not okay. a lot of time. All right. All right. Maybe maybe when it goes on sale, I don't want to yeah. spend. I've I've got like a bunch of VR games that I bought again when they were on sale that I thought I would play, and I'm just like, nah, I can't. I can't do it. So, anyways, I I am I'm excited. Like I said, for um. Uh, squadrons which comes out on october 2nd mm-hmm. if uh my info is right i think it is and that that will coincide with when we do a next podcast it'll probably be the first or second week in october so okay. uh, we'll we should have a review of that game and uh mm-hmm. you had some other games to talk about which we'll shelve for next time mm-hmm. i want to hear you talk about the room vr which came out um in, in march um that came out around when half-life alex came out so i i ignored it um, and I'm not huge on puzzle games, so we'll save that for next time. I'm I'm, I'm eager to hear that. We'll okay. Give, uh, we'll give some we'll give people a reason to to come back to us. Um, if you want to interact with Justin and I, you can uh, you can you can email us um, vrgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Questions, feedback, it's all good. Um, uh, we're on Twitter at podcastvr at podcastvr um, under the title VR Gaming Podcast, and also Discord, which uh, Discord has been mainly used for. Uh, my group of friends uh, to organize when to play Pavlov, but you can come in there and talk all things VR with us. Um, I, I'm always open for that. I'm I'm way more on Discord than I am on Twitter, so don't look at my lack of Twitter usage as any indication of my social media prowess. I uh, I, I do dig Discord, so I, I think you can just find it by uh, searching for VR Gaming Podcast. Um, but until until next time, any closing thoughts, Justin, before we sign off? Uh, no, no, I think that's it. Thanks. All right, man. All right. It, it's been good. I, it's been good talking, uh, some VR and catching up and, uh, mm-hmm. we will catch you guys next month. Take care. Bye.